I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to the Wood Talk Weekend Show. It's time to unbutton those pants, crack open a fresh grape soda, and let the soothing sounds of Mark, Shannon, and Matt caress your ear holes. All right, it is Wood Talk number 382 for May 19th, 2017. It's a weekend show! <laughs> Party on, Wayne. All right. Party on, Garth. So the topic today is uh, uh, something that came in from Andrew Pritchard, and he says, a topic suggestion for the weekend show. I read a piece in the independent independent newspaper about some students who left a pineapple in an empty case in a museum. It didn't get review removed for weeks because everyone thought it was supposed to be a work of art which got me thinking a bit about the nature of what art is. Do you consider the end results of your projects to be works of art? There's a form and function to what we make, but is it also art? So obviously this, this is a big topic and this is probably, I don't know. It's something that you could really geek out on the definitions and, and specifics of what makes art art. But I think let's, I, I want to stay a little more personal with this in terms of how we feel about the things we make and would we give it a label such as art. And uh, I think that might be interesting to get our perspectives on. Um, so let's go to the, uh, the hairiest guy in the group. Um, That's you. I do prefer to go in hairy order. Uh, no, I don't, well, you know what? I'm a little bit taller than you, Matt. So I, I think I have more square more inches. Area. I have more square yeah. inches of hair, which kind of makes up for it. Okay, I guess I'll go first. Oh, we're doing like hair density? Is that what we're going for? <laughs> hair density. I think we should just go with total hair follicles. Uh, so start counting. Be an equation here somewhere. Start counting and let me know. I think we're both pretty damn hairy. Okay. Do you have to invoke Planck's constant in that somewhere? Most likely. How many? Uh, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's not let's not do that. Okay, yeah, moving on. We're going to move on. Avogadro's this number. This isn't, yeah. this isn't getting any funnier. Um, no. <laughs> all right. So f- I always have funny? this like love hate relationship with the concept of art. And you know, part of it is I don't consider myself an artist. I would never call anything. I make art. It's just not in me to do it. I don't care enough about it. You know, like I, I like what I build. I have fun. I try to make it interesting looking. If someone else is to give it the label of art and judge it 
like that. That's fine. I don't, I don't care what other people say about it, but I would never refer to like, Oh, I do this for my art. This is my art. This is how I express myself through my art. I, I do express myself through my woodworking, but I would not call it art. Um, I feel like people who create art are trying to create art. You know, they're trying to do something that invokes a message or, or has some deeper meaning to it. And I don't really do that. You know, I do make things that I think look cool. And the only depth of meaning I want you to have is to go, Hey, that looks pretty cool. Or I could really use that. That's a very functional thing. So I don't even really delve into it. It's just not my, my thing. Um, Matt, as the second hairiest guy in the group, what do you think? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as you, but not so far removed from the idea, I guess. Um, you're willing to accept I, that you do make art. I do. I, I think there is this, there's artistry to what I do. And as I get further into my, I don't know, into my life as making things out of wood, I definitely see myself going towards that. There's, you know, there's a certain art to what I do, especially when you start looking at like selecting parts, you know, grain selection, grain continuity and grain flow, things like that. There's artistry to that. And there is a skill that kind of has to be developed. So it kind of plays into that whole art thing, but I don't think I'd ever called my whole entire projects works of art mm-hmm. per se. Well, like your bed, the bed you just made. Yeah. Certainly, definitely. you know, walks on that other side of the line of art where it's not typical. It evokes, you know, a reaction, you know, and mm-hmm. I would almost guess it's a love hate reaction, which I think is, is a good thing to achieve uh, a lot of times because you're trying to push limits a little bit. Um, I definitely would look at that and say, yeah, there is definitely an artistic flair to that an artistic ter- interpretation to it. Yes. <laughs> it's so much better with video. So I, just watch, I just watch Matt stare into the screen and, and five seconds yes. later. Yes. Yes. No, I, I told, I, I do agree with you. I think that that's probably a good highlighter, highlight way to highlight uh, the way that I think about it. It's like, because I don't know when you when you first get into woodworking, it's not you don't really pay too much attention to the wood itself. It's more like, can I get the stuff to like like come together and like not fall apart? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, once you kind of get past that part of like, you know, your piece of furniture is going to hold up, it's not going to fall apart, and like maybe it looks looks good, it looks all right. And then you start looking at work. Where else can I improve? And you start looking at these really small details that not everyone is going to notice, but those who do will appreciate it. So you might start looking at, like, I want the grain on all my drawer funds to just totally flow together perfectly. Um, or, I don't know, like a waterfall edge. I want the grain to follow the you know, follow top to the side right off that corner. Yeah, little things like that. Like, you know, I have an arched piece or a piece with a curve in it. I want to use a piece of wood that has a curved grain in it. So the grain lines follow the curve, you know, things like minor things like that, that kind of how they make the whole piece a little bit nicer to those people that will appreciate the detail. Most people probably won't, but those that do will kind of get that like, oh, this, this was put together by someone who actually pays attention and cares about these things. See, and to me, I interpret that as skilled craftsmanship and understanding your medium. Maybe that's the better label for it. Like, I don't see, see that as I, art. No, I'm, I'm with Matt. I, I think because, well, I mean, technically, if you want to define it, decorative arts, furniture falls into that. The fact that you can go to art school and take a class called functional art. In fact, you can take multiple semesters on a class called functional art. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Speaking of which, if you guys haven't heard that uh, Rebecca DeGroot was on the MakerCast very recently mm-hmm. podcast, that was awesome, by the way. Yeah. I don't I doubt Rebecca listens to our show. Maybe she does. I don't know. But it was awesome. I Hi, Rebecca. That. We're but your biggest fan. She, she was talking about her <laughs> functional art class. And that just reminded me that, you know, it's, it's functional art. But I, I think Matt's right. I think the fact that there are gradations, you know, from the bottom being I just hope it doesn't fall apart. <laughs> You know, to maybe, okay, it's nice if there aren't gaps in my joinery, to now you're thinking in terms of composing something. You're creating a statement. Whether I want that statement to be, you know, this figured wood or that, you know, the the statement that comes from that slab top or the contrast between the butterflies and the cracks on that slab top, I think that that is most definitely art. Is it good art? (laughs) That's the other thing, you know, and that's where you get in the subjective side of things. See, and and that's where I kind of cross back over the line. I look at what I'm doing is trying to create art. There's no particular message or statement that I'm creating other than, hey, come, you know, take a load off, sit on me. You know, that, that that's my message for <laughs> that a, chair. That's um, generally my message all at all times. Right. Yeah. Come sit on me. <laughs> hey, take a load <laughs> off. Sit on me. <laughs> but but I also think that the composition that you go for to create a statement, you know, to 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 have the lines flow from one piece to another. Matt actually did a, a great class at Woodworking America last year on this and composing the grain in order to embrace a curve or something like that. I think that is a, a fair level of, of artistry. Where I come back and say I don't really think it's art is I didn't really design the stuff, you know, the the piece that I'm making. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't start with a blank canvas. I started with, you know, a general form. I started with that that chest of drawers that I'm building and kind of knew that I wanted to fall into a certain style. And then I added a few of my own little embellishments. And that's where I feel like saying that my stuff is art is an insult to actual artists, (laughs) (laughs) you know, because there wasn't that, you know, sculptural I let the wood speak to me and out came a butterfly. You know, it's no, I took some boards and yeah, I put a lot of effort in composing the wood grain to get a, you know, a nice riffs on breadboard onto that figured top to get that cool punctuation line. But that's, yeah, you know, that's the fine line that we cross, I think. Yeah. And that to me, everything you describe when it comes to making furniture like this <laughs> is skilled craftsmanship. It's just part of the skill set we adapt uh, as we try to learn. Everything you have said is wrong. No, no, no. Everyone no. in this room is now dumber for having heard it. <laughs> yeah, right. I award you no points and God have mercy on yourself. Yeah, we need that one as a permanent uh, clip setup. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I just feel like everything you're describing is uh, is anyone can learn these things as a, a skill. And if you understand how to compose grain, maybe that's even the wrong word because that <laughs> that does invoke some sort of artistry. You know how to arrange the grain in a way that makes sense to make the piece, you know, very, you know, a sort of fluid motion through the piece. When I think of something that, that qualifies as art, it's one of those things that's a little bit of a head scratcher. So if you, if you take someone who, let's say uh, maybe an artist who doesn't really even work in wood, they don't know wood joinery, but they take, take some two by fours and they screw them together in some way that they put this art installation out there and people just stand there, you know, for, for hours looking at it because you look at it from different angles and it looks like different things and it, it becomes very thought invoking to me. That is art, but absolutely requires no furniture making skill. And no grain arrangement it has nothing to do with that stuff. I feel like we so, so look at it. Look at it from this perspective. If you took that that art piece you're just talking about, mm-hmm. and now it's functional, does it stop becoming art? 
if that thing that makes a statement and makes a head scratcher can also be sat on or you can store your kids toys in it, is it no longer art? I feel like the functionality would have to be a completely secondary thing. Okay. You know, and again, it's just, this might just be mincing words and everyone having a slightly different definition for what art is, you know, but that just, there's no way around that with this topic. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Exactly. But, but there are also those like ridiculous things where there are people who think of themselves as artists and all they've done is taken a stump of wood, sanded it and put a finish on it, you know, and then (laughs) charge a thousand dollars for it. And that's the problem with art is it's so up to interpretation. And then something that I think looks good and it's amazing. You got some art school student would make fun of me for putting that up on the wall in my house but I thought it looked good, you know? So it's like, mm-hmm. it's such a subjective concept. But I think when I, when I just think of the stuff we do, I just cannot call it art until you really start to do something that's like out there that no one would think of, you know, that you really shock people a little bit with. I don't know. That's uh, it might be a very limited way of thinking of it on my part. Yeah. Well, but I mean, again, go back and look at, you know, when George Nakashima put out the conoid chair, it was groundbreaking. It was totally different. And now it's in the Smithsonian. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's in the Renwick Gallery, which I think is owned by the Smithsonian, whatever. You know, or you know, you look at some of the 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 what was the the studio um furniture maker movement, Krenoff and certainly Malouf. Mm-hmm. I mean, Malouf's stuff is in the Smithsonian as well. At the time, it was really groundbreaking. Now, decades later, we go, eh, another sculpted rocker. Just rock. part of the vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> it's just another sculpted rocker, you know, because it's lost a little bit of that. Holy crap, that's different. But see, I would you say know? that that is an artistic interpretation of a rocking chair because it's it's visually doing so much more than it has to just to be a good chair. You know, mm-hmm. and he took he took it so far down a path that once you see that finished thing, you go, oh my gosh, this is this is a totally new way of looking at what a rocking chair can be and look like. And it does feel artistic. And now it's, it is mundane because it's been copied so much, but the original, certainly I feel like Maloof took that in a artistic direction. Hmm. So we want to know what you guys think. Obviously there is no right or wrong answer. I don't think for this. You're all wrong. (laughs) Right. That's what Mark's trying to say. Y'all's wrong. wrong. If you don't agree with me, you're wrong. Um, but I am curious to hear what you guys think with the stuff that you build. Do you consider your work art? And then let us know what kind of stuff you make. Because uh, I think you look at someone here. Here's an example. How about a David Marks? You know, David Marks makes a piece of furniture, like some of the woodwork stuff. Was that art? Eh, you know, some of it had, I feel like it had, it was made by an artistic person. You know, someone who does think outside the box a little bit. But his turnings, I feel like his turnings, without a doubt, are artistic. In, in a form yeah. of, as a form of expression for him personally. Yeah. I mean, Dave is the first person that comes to mind when you think of woodworker and artist, yeah, wood artist, right. You know that. And I think he would probably identify himself as an artist. Mm-hmm. I think I've heard him identify himself as an artist before. Yeah. So yeah, there is that and kind of undefinable quality, you know, and again, I, I mentioned Rebecca de Groot before she's another one that comes to mind. She makes very cool turned, kind of insectoid alien looking thing. She does are, make some amazing stuff. Yeah. Which to me, I look at that and go, that's art. Um, so I don't know. It, there, there, there's something weird there, but at the same time I can go to a decorative arts museum and stare at, you know, Goddard furniture all day long. And it, here it is in a, you know, prize position within an art museum. Mm-hmm. It's still considered art. I don't know. There's no right answer. It's weird. It's a weird topic. You see this? You see this thing here? People who are watching the video, you see that? 
I paid a hundred dollars for this. Do you know who wow. made that? Mateo. Yeah, I'm just kidding. My son made that when he was two. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that how it works though? Like you go, there are some pieces you look at and you go, come on. Like seriously, the, we're, we're, people are worshiping this thing and it looks like someone just splattered paint on a wall. You know, that typical anti-art sort of argument. But uh, beauty is in the eye of the two-year-old, I guess. I'm just impressed that Mateo was able to grift you for a hundred bucks for that. Look, he cost me a lot more than a hundred dollars since then. That kid's got a future, man. (laughs) He really does. He's a good salesman. (laughs) He's a a regular Gordon Gecko. (laughs) All right. Well, let us know what you think, folks. We'd love to hear your opinions on this. And I think we will close this one out and uh, have fun making your art people. Yeah. Or don't Go, go do art art weekend. Do art. Good. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.